Welcome to Bathing with God. Listener Mailbag. Listener Mailbag. Hey, Quad. Hey, what? We have another listener question. Yes, I know. This one comes from Jen. I know that too. Jen says, Hey, Glenn. I'm at a mini crossroads right now in my life. Something I've wanted to do for a long time is finally possible, but now I'm kind of terrified of doing it. So here's my question. Why is it that we're willing to chase, sacrifice, and struggle our way through in order to get what we want, but the freaking minute the road gets easy and the path clears, we get cold feet and begin to doubt? Have you ever experienced this? Can you ask Quad to explain what's going on? Thanks, Jen. Yeah, thanks, Jen. You know, actually, I have experienced that before. I feel that way almost every time I create and publish any podcast episode I've ever created and published. So, what do you think about this, Quad? What do I think about what? Why do we tend to get cold feet and doubt something that we've been excited about and worked hard to make possible? Who is it that is excited and then scared? Uh, uh, Jen? Me? Us? People? Human beings? So you feel this way too, huh? Of course, I just said I did, weren't you listening? And which part of you is doing it? Uh, what, what, what do you mean? I, I, it's just a feeling that I have. Right. But what part of you is doing it? I don't know. My brain? Which part of your brain? I don't know. You tell me. Fine. It's your amygdala. My amygdala what? Your amygdala. The fight or flight response center of your brain. But why would my fight or flight response center be triggered by something that I actually want to do and have worked hard to make possible? Because that's its job. That's what your amygdala has evolved to do. It's constantly trying to keep you safe. But usually there isn't any real danger for my amygdala to be concerned about in the first place. Are you absolutely sure about that? Uh, pretty sure. But pretty sure isn't absolutely sure. Here's what you need to understand about your brain. Anything and everything that you do, think, feel, or imagine is the result of rapidly firing neurons in your brain. They communicate with each other and create neural pathways. Think of them as roads for information to travel. Some roads are wide and well-paved, making travel very easy. Other roads are winding dirt roads, rarely traveled. You can improve your winding dirt roads, and you can change or even destroy your well-paved superhighways it's all about focus of attention and how often you repeat the same things over and over again. Practice makes perfect, right? These neural pathways essentially act as computer programs, very complicated algorithms that you have developed over the course of your life. Your brain is incredibly malleable and efficient. Any new thing that you ever do, think, feel, or imagine creates a new neural pathway. And anytime you repeat that thing that you do, think, feel, or imagine, you strengthen that neural pathway, making it easier to do that thing. 
Think of all the time that you spent over the years playing guitar. The first time you played a chord, it took some time for your fingers to get used to doing what they were doing. But the more you practiced, the quicker it became second nature to you, and the more expertise you developed. Practice makes perfect, right? Your brain does that with everything you do. Yeah, I think I already knew that, but wouldn't that just make it easier to do the thing that I've been wanting to do and preparing to do? Why would I get cold feet and doubt? A few possible reasons. First, there are neural pathways in your brain for doubting and getting cold feet. So the more times that you have practiced getting cold feet and doubting, the more efficient and expert you have become at doubting and getting cold feet. You know how some people worry about every little thing? Practice makes perfect, right? But the main reason that you get cold feet and doubt new things that you were otherwise excited for is that your amygdala wants to keep you safe. That's its job. When your caveman ancestors heard a tiger rustle in the bushes at night, the ones that felt fear and took shelter in the cave were not eaten. They survived long enough to pass down their genes to another generation. The ones who did not feel fear were eaten and did not pass along their genes. So over time, that fear-based warning part of the human brain became stronger. Because the practice makes perfect efficiency of evolution works across species just as it does within your individual brains. So, your amygdala is trying to keep you safe. It likes the comfort of the status quo. It anticipates any potential danger that may come by stretching out of your comfort zone. It views any change to your normal previously established practice makes perfect routine patterns of life as potential threats to the status quo. And it encourages you to fight or flight those potential threats. It warns the other regions of the brain by releasing a neurotransmitter like norepinephrine that you experience as a feeling of fear or resistance. However, you have developed your own particular habit of fighting or flighting over the course of your life. So, are you saying that my brain views everything new or unfamiliar as a threat? No, not your entire brain, just a portion of your brain. The portion that sends the warning signal to the rest of your brain. But you also have a frontal lobe, and part of its job is to reason, to weigh the pros and cons, and practice makes perfect for your habits of reason as well. People who frequently weigh the odds and take risks get better at weighing the odds and taking risks. People who avoid taking risks get better at avoidance. So, that's it? That's your answer to Jen's question? Pretty much, yeah. But that's just basic science and biology. What about all your fancy musings about source energy and the interconnectedness of all things? What about it? Is there anything else going on at an energetic level? What do you think science and biology are? Biology is source energy. Brain activity is an energetic level. And science is the methodical process by which you increase your understanding of the interconnectedness of all things. I guess I was expecting a little more from you, Quad. Something a little more out of the box, a little more imaginative. Well, I could tell you about the energetic grids that stretch all around the planet connecting species to each other energetically. There we go. Tell me more about that grid. 
It's essentially the same thing I described earlier, with the evolution of the fear response when the caveman heard the tiger rustling in the bushes. Everything you ever do, think, feel, or imagine is an electrical neural pattern. A sort of computer program, right? That neural pathway inside your skull is just as physically real as your skull itself. That neural pathway is also source energy making a unique imprint upon the fabric of space-time. It is just as real and impactful as anything else that is part of the energetic fabric of space-time. What makes you think that the process of evolution only happens to the source energy evolving inside of your skull? Your brain is electromagnetic, and although it exists outside of your umwelt, outside of your conscious awareness of it, all human brains are connected to a single electromagnetic field that some have called the collective unconscious, others have called morphic resonance, others still call it the Akashic Records. It is essentially a shared database that your biological nervous system is directly connected to, and you experience it in the form of instincts, intuitions, deep knowings, deja vu, etc. So, you're saying that Jen's doubt and cold feet could be coming from more than just her amygdala? It could be coming from this shared electromagnetic field as well? Not exactly. I'm saying that the amygdala processes data that comes from both the conscious and the subconscious regions of the human mind. And each human's subconscious is connected to every other human's subconscious. It might help if you think of the amygdala as a single volcano in a chain of volcanoes that all share the same deep underground lava plumes. Each volcano is a separate person's amygdala, but they're all connected by a shared subconscious deep below the awareness of their conscious mind. But if it's the same lava plumes, then why do some people react so differently, either from fight or flight? Because you all have formed very different neural geography. The winding narrow dirt roads or well-paved superhighway bird's nest geography of your mind. It's like a fingerprint. Each human formed mind is unique, despite common instincts, common biology, and common genetics. Okay, so... What is your advice to Jen, then? My advice to Jen, then, is to listen to what your mind is telling you. To pay attention to your thoughts and feelings. To be curious, to question, and to challenge. To get to know that bird's nest of neural pathways that you're carrying around on your shoulders, that you are constantly creating. And if you want to redesign any of them at any time, go ahead and do it. And how exactly do you do that? Start by checking out the book, Inner Size, The New Science to Unlock Your Brain's Hidden Power by John Asaroff, and then take it from there. Wait, so you didn't just pull all of that information out of the collective unconscious yourself, Quad? The collective unconscious expresses itself in many forms, shapes, and sizes. Check out the way John Asaroff expressed it in his book, Inner Size, and pay attention to the way that you reshape it as that information travels along your own inner mental highways. Thank you for listening to Bathing with God. If you like what you just heard and would like to purchase a print or Kindle version of the complete book, search for it on Amazon.com or go to the website bathingwithgod.com. 
And if you really, really like what you just heard, share it with someone you love and give me a five-star rating on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you use. You can also like our Facebook page and subscribe to the Bathing with God YouTube channel. And if you'd like to reach out to me personally, you can email me, Glenn Osland, at bathingwithgod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And probably so would Quad. Oh yeah, bring it. Thanks again for listening to Bathing Bathing with with God. God.